No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord takes Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones and tells him to prophesy to them. The bones come together and live. This represents the house of Israel coming up from her graves and returning to her land. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 37 on Simply the Bible. As I look around the world today at the spiritual darkness and departure from the Word of God, I sometimes wonder, I must confess, I wonder, is revival even possible? This was the same attitude that the people of Israel had as they were in captivity in various nations, but God had a plan. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Now, this was a spiritual vision that Ezekiel received. He was taken by the Spirit into this valley of dry bones. Now, imagine being set down in a valley where there's more dry bones than you could possibly count. They've all been picked clean by vultures and bleached white in the hot desert sun. And they were very dry. Now, we will see that this signified the entire nation of Israel, all 12 tribes. By this time, the northern kingdom had been in Assyrian captivity for about 135 years. And Ezekiel had been in Babylon with his fellow captives there for at least 12 years. Now that Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed, These Babylonian captives had given up all hope of ever returning to their homeland. And in their minds, they were as dead as these old dry bones. So the Lord asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Now the answer would seem to be no. I mean, certainly the situation looked completely hopeless. But Ezekiel was wise enough to know that there's nothing that God cannot do. So he answered, Lord, you know, I think that was sort of the safe answer. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God tells Ezekiel to prophesy to these dry bones. Now in this we see that God requires the cooperation of his prophet, or at least he desires that Ezekiel will cooperate with him. The first prophetic words to the bones are that they should hear the word of the Lord. God does not do anything apart from his word. Our openness to receive his word, to sit at his feet and listen, 
determines our capacity to receive his abundant and eternal life. Do we have ears open to hear his word? Now, God would cause breath to enter the dry bones so that they would live. The Hebrew word for breath is very interesting here because it can be translated wind or spirit, and it is used in various ways here. This beckons us back to Eden when God formed Adam from the dust of the earth and he breathed the breath of life into him so that he became a living spirit. If God could do that with dust, then he could certainly do it with dry bones. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Now, you know, I think if I saw this, this could be a nightmare, right? Suddenly, uh, these bones coming together and these people rising almost like zombies or something. It, it sort of reminds me of the orcs in the Lord of the Rings. But at any rate, Ezekiel did what he was told to do. He prophesied as he was commanded, and then he heard this great noise, a rattling, and, you know, the foot bone connected to the ankle bone, the ankle bone connected to the leg bone, the leg bone connected to the thigh bone, and so on. Thank you for bearing with me in that, by the way. And then suddenly, sinews, flesh, and skin came upon these, but no breath. They weren't alive yet, just had these bodies. Also, he said to me, prophesy, to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So again, same word here for breath and winds. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. So God again here tells Ezekiel to prophesy now to the breath. First he prophesied to the dry bones, now to the breath. Come from the four winds, he said. And so the breath came, the Spirit of God came into them. And they became alive, and they became a great army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry. Our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. So, to those people that were hopeless, they thought they were cut off. God says, listen, you're not cut off. I'm going to do a work here. And these bones that you see, this is the entire house of Israel, all 12 tribes that have been scattered throughout the world. And even though you think there is no hope, just watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to cause you to come up from out of your graves. Now think what the Jews must have been thinking after the Holocaust, when they were nearly completely exterminated as a race, and yet uh, God was doing something, beginning at 
the turn of the 20th century with the Zionist movement. Uh, the Jews were beginning to repopulate the land of Palestine. And then after World War II, there was great sympathy among the, the world's nations, the United Nations and so forth, uh, toward the Jews. And they then established the nation of Israel in 1948. Now you say, so is this a fulfillment of what Ezekiel is saying here? I believe it's at least partially a fulfillment. I mean, it is such a miracle that after 1900 years, God would gather his people back into their homeland. That has never happened historically ever before that a nation has been without their homeland for that length of time and still continued to exist as a distinct people. And yet the Jews did it and God has brought them back into the land. And if you go there today, it's wonderful. I've been there twice. It's a beautiful place to see as God has brought his people into the nation and is blessing them. But he said, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. So there has been a partial gathering into Israel, but there's going to be a much greater gathering after the great tribulation, after Jesus Christ returns and establishes his kingdom there in Jerusalem. The Bible tells us in Zechariah chapter 12 that God will pour out a spirit of grace and supplication on his people, and they will look upon the one whom they have pierced and grieve over him. And that will happen when Christ returns. And then God will put his spirit upon them. Uh, they are there now, but they are not yet filled with the spirit. They're not yet believing in Jesus Christ, but that will happen in the future. And God will do a mighty work uh, among his people as he gathers them there in Israel, never to leave again and to establish then the worship in the temple and all the nations will come and they will bring their offerings there in, during the millennial kingdom. So this is a wonderful thing that God has planned for his people. People that perhaps thought that their hope was all lost. And I think sometimes even the church thinks, well, the, the hope is all lost for, for Israel. Oh, no, it's not. God is not done with his chosen people. I also believe that this should give us great hope for revival. Uh, now, Again, I, I feel many times, oh, revival's hopeless. It looks hopeless. Things are just getting darker and darker. People are tossing God's word behind their back. They don't seem to care. There seems to be a, a rise of atheism. Uh, and yet, the way revival happens is God must first open ears to the word of God. And this is why we need to be very faithful in proclaiming the word of God and praying that God would open the ears of people to hear it. I have heard that revival has been described as the spirit of God coming upon the people of God through the word of God. So we pray, God, open the ears of the people to hear your word. And then God must give life by his spirit. Now, he did promise to do that in the book of Joel. And of course, Peter repeated it on his sermon on the day of Pentecost. And in the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and sons and daughters shall prophesy. And, and so we pray that God would do that in these last days. Now, 
Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, he said, decayed churches can most certainly be revived by the preaching of the word accompanied by the coming of the heavenly breath from the four winds. So he was referring to this passage here. And Lord, may you bring the four winds of your breath, of your spirit upon your church. Bring revival to your church so that there may be a great awakening among the people that do not know you so that there could be a great harvest. And, and I don't want to give up hope on that. I want to continue to pray that God would send revival. Yes, it is a sovereign work of God. But just as with Ezekiel, God used Ezekiel uh, to prophesy. God wants to use his people to speak forth the word of God so that revival may come. So what do you think? Can these dead bones live? I think you know the answer to that. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you would work a mighty work in our days. Lord, we know your heart is great toward those who do not know you. You are not willing that any should perish, but that everyone should come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, should repent of their sins and believe in him and be saved and have your eternal and abundant life. And God, we just pray for us that we would have faith for that, Lord, and that you would move mightily upon people, Lord, that you would open their hearts to your word and that you would send forth your Holy Spirit in our days. Lord, we want to see many people coming into the kingdom. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord tells Ezekiel to join two sticks together. Judah and Joseph will be one kingdom with one king. God will make an everlasting covenant of peace with them. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.